Welcome to another episode of Tipsy Ball. We are a group of high school friends who started a podcast to do our two favorite things, drink and talk basketball. How are you guys doing today, fellas? Doing all right. My Clippers just lost, but we'll be okay. We'll be okay, Clippers Nation. No, you won't. Hey, Henry, who, who came out to play Playoff P? Yeah, exactly. Playoff P. We'll be all right. Well, how, Don't worry. How was it. your weekend, Henry? I, I could be better physically. Why? But, uh, are, you, are, you, are you sick or something? What's going on? You have the flu? No. Just, you got the corona? Just two days of hungoverness. <laughs> What, what is new though? Like, is that your normal? I, I don't know. Like, you know, I feel like I hear this every Sunday on our pod. So I know. You know. I wish. Do you remember the episode of Doug back in the day where like Which one? it was like he was when he turns into the superhero? Uh huh. Uh huh. And then he's he saves the day by adding an extra day after Sunday called Fun Day. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I wish we had an extra day. <laughs> There's something called taking a day off, you know? You also can use that in the real world. Yeah. So. <laughs> I would have to use it every Monday. <laughs> oh, man, that is hilarious. Um, all right, anyways, fellas, uh, before we go ahead and dive into our topics today, let's go take our drink of choice, uh, whether that's shots, beer, seltzer and for all of our listeners if you guys want to join in on the fun as well crack open a beer go ahead and uh you know bring out that uh liquor cabinet bring out whatever you guys want to drink join us and we can go from there i, I met up with jr for lunch today and then mm-hmm. he was i was like jay i really don't want to drink anymore and then he was like aren't you guys have the podcast later today and i was like god damn it i always forget yep. Knowing I'll be drinking a lot of shots later here, I'll just start with this. Cheers, fellas. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, actually, that's a good idea there, too. <laughs> yeah, Henry, you had a lot coming. Uh, if you did not realize what your record was for a shooter shot this past week, um, be ready. Be ready. I'll just say that. Uh, I know. I felt like a gambling man and then kind of shot me in the butt. <laughs> um, anyways, all right, fellas. Um Definitely, we'll go ahead and start with this topic. It's uh, a little sensitive, but I believe it's very important for us to discuss, especially we are Asian American as well. But the topic of Jeremy Lin and talk talk about racism amongst Asian Americans. He's been called uh, coronavirus chink uh, on and off the court, even the G League. Um, they are also in, in investigations in regards to that but he also came out he's not going to be naming any names um and believes it's it's a it's important on behalf of any race in this country uh to not have to feel that on a you know daily basis so i thought it was i think a great opportunity for us uh to kind of share our personal experiences with that uh with with racism in, in in this country um and yeah, I'll go ahead and uh, throw it out to both Phil and Henry if you guys have any personal experiences that you guys want to share. Any, you know, first thoughts on Jeremy Lin coming out publicly, having a voice for us in, in, in this in this country. So yeah, um, I'll just kind of leave it open-ended for you guys to start off there. Um, yeah, I'll take this one first. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. I think overall... Um, 
I'm kind of glad I live in Los Angeles um, mm -hmm. because obviously we have a large Asian population here. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot of our friends that aren't Asian, um, they're, they're used to growing up with Asians, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so it, in that respect, I think, and also like Los Angeles being progressive, I think everyone's kind of, a lot of people are accepting uh, one, mm -hmm. of one another, no matter what your nationality is. Um, so I, I'm grateful for that. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I think like there, there have been experiences in my past, especially when I was probably younger, um, not so much recently. Um, mm -hmm. So something, you know, simple like, you know, kids, when kids are young, they're, they're dumb and they hear stuff. Um, I think something that I got made fun of when I was younger is um, like the food that I would bring to school, right? Like the pack mm -hmm. lunches would yeah, be yeah. like different, right? From like some of the other kids. Um, and so they'd be like, oh my God, that smells and stuff like that. Like if I brought like kimchi or something like mm -hmm. that, um, or like they would think it's really weird or like some kids, um, they would be like, oh, like I heard that Koreans eat dogs. Like you're a dog eater, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. stuff like that, um, I think. That's kind of some things that I remember from when I was a when I was a kid and growing up like it, it wasn't as hard as I think some some of the other Asians uh, in other parts of the country. Um, but you definitely hear those things growing up and it, it's hurtful when you're younger. Mm -hmm. But um, as you get older, I think the, the kids around you get smarter, too, and um, they obviously know. Um, not not to do not to say those things um so yeah uh but aside from that i think something that the most recent time where there was something said to me was when i was actually in kentucky visiting my brother so this was maybe like six years ago um i was in college i think at the time or not six years ago it was it was like eight nine years ago um anyway so there was there was some there was some kid, um, or not not a kid, there was this guy, we were playing basketball with actually my brother's like church friends. It was like, it was like church friends and then like friends of friends, right? Mm -hmm. it was friends of those friends. And so we were playing inside a gymnasium and then like after like the first game, we were like, you know, drinking water, just taking a break. And then um, this this one white guy, like he was, he was much older, probably like in his like, early 50s or something like that maybe late 40s um mm -hmm. he said something to my brother um and he used the word gook right mm -hmm. and i was like holy shit like i haven't heard that like and mm -hmm. like except for like in movies right like i've never heard yeah. that said to me before mm -hmm. um but like I, I got pissed and my brother like immediately kind of like like turned to me and was like hey like chill right mm -hmm. we we're like around basically it was just like all white guys and me and my brother right the only two mm -hmm. asians um in that group and he knew he he knows that like i, I like to fight or like growing up i i like to fight so like mm -hmm. he he thought that i might get mad and i did get mad but you know kind of cooler heads prevailed and i didn't really do anything um like at that moment um but you know during the game i definitely threw some elbows at him um, <laughs> <laughs> um you know as an inadvertent thing but you know those types of things is, is still going on i think especially in other yeah. parts of the country um and you know i was really surprised to hear that at the time 
Um, but because I'm from Los Angeles, uh, I'm just kind of glad that, that I grew up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think kind of goes back to feel like I think growing up um, in, in an Asian household, we're always kind of told to kind of put our heads down. Like Jeremy Lin kind of said to like put our heads down and just ignore it. Right. That was kind of like the saying amongst, you know, the Asian household just so that, you know, we don't get in trouble and make it more of an issue on ourselves when you know we can just like kind of move on um Mm. for you henry i I don't know what experiences you've had but yeah is there any stories from your past recent or anything that you can share with our audiences that kind of might have affected you uh with with racism in the past yeah i mean i think a perfect example was like phil's right when you're a kid um yeah my my mom would always pack like like purgogi rice and like kimchi Mm -hmm. So I was always that one kid where it was almost impossible to trade food with anybody to get something from like somebody else, like a pop tart. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, I mean, it's like the typical things, right? Like if people, it's like as generic as like, if they like the first question they ask when they look at us is like, Hey, like what part of China are you from? You know? Yeah. That's like it, it, it's, it's not like, like I understand they're not trying to be racist, like per se, but like just kind of that the ignorance and people just not understanding there's like different types of you know asian races out all over the world so you know it's like for me it's like i'm not going to look at some white person and be like oh are you from like utah like it's not a comment that like you know that we say like that so i mean yeah it's just like i think like i think this racism has always existed whether it's to asian americans you know uh black people mexicans like it's always been here mm-hmm. um it didn't really help that trump was a racist as well um and i think it just got worse when it, he personified you know the coronavirus as like a kung flu and all those stupid mm-hmm. stuff that he said so i mean it, it's like i it's like I, I i think i really appreciate jeremy lynn taking a stance because he does have that platform um not only for you know asian americans but you know just also all the other different races that have experienced racism mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just it's just crazy man because like even when i look at the whole like uh like elderly asian americans just like yeah. getting killed and shit i'm just mm-hmm. like what right state of mind are people in for you to attack an old person yeah like that can't even defend themselves like Things when I see it like that, like that pisses me off because it's kind of like if you're going to try and do this stuff, like do it to someone that like that can fight back. Like what kind of coward are you to try and attack elderly people when they can't even like, you know, defend themselves? So it's thing when I see shit like that, I'm just like, like that is if that is the state of like where we're going like definitely like people just need to take a step back and like reassess Mm -hmm. and re-educate themselves because as much as like a lot of different white people do say like oh like this is like our nation and blah blah blah, like you guys should go back to where you guys came from i'm like this is a country founded by immigrants and white people like that is how this nation became like that kind of like like that american dream place right like not only can um, like americans here and white people like achieve their dreams but people from other countries that are like ravaged by poverty can actually come here and start something for themselves so yeah i'm just like when 
that's why for me it's just like definitely I think it's just more about like just having to re-educate like have more of these discussions make it more known use the platform that you have whether it's at work or even like us as like this podcast <clears throat> but just being able to just speak our voice so mm-hmm. but yeah um that's like yeah, my two th- cents th- thanks for sharing there Henry I think uh when I when I look back uh pretty similar stories right in our childhood I think uh, most of us had had that feeling of not wanting to bring our lunch to school just because of the, the different smell and getting teased from our other friends um, at, at school. And so I think that's definitely relevant to, to most uh, Asian uh, Americans here. Um, my most recent that I can think of is when I was actually out in New York back in 2014, so about seven years ago. I was just walking uh, back to my apartment uh, from the subway and I was just minding my own business, just having my headphones, just, uh, you know, listening to music. And then, yeah, I just people just started I just started hearing chink and I was like, what do, are they like referring to me? And I was just like uh, a group of African-Americans just chilling on their um, um, steps uh, on their apartment. And I was just like, oh, what's going on? And then. It got to the point where it got really scary because uh, they were like coming after me and I was like, oh shit. So I literally just made a U-turn to get out of that place and took like a longer route to get to uh, my apartment. And I was just like, kind of like, I think like you, you said, I feel like in LA, we're pretty lucky to be pretty diverse, have uh, a melting pot. New York is pretty similar too, don't get me wrong, but I think um, we have that uh, I think lucky opportunity compared to other parts of the U.S. where it's more diverse, more Asian Americans are, rel- are you know around, so it's more natural than other parts in the Midwest or the South and stuff like that. So, but yeah, that was definitely a scary moment for me and understanding that like you kind of need to know where your surroundings are too. Um, and you know, for me, I'm very try to you know, look forward where like, I don't want to bring any controversy or I don't want to bring any, I'm not the one that would uh, bring up any issues. You know, I'm the one to really just put my head down and just try to diffuse any issues if it does arise. Uh, but yeah, during that time for me in New York, that was that was a pretty scary I- interaction I had with them. Um, and I didn't even say a word. I was like, it's not even worth it. I felt like if I said something, uh, it might escalate into something more serious where I was by myself. Like, uh, what, what more uh, would I have been able to defend amongst, you know, four or five grown men? So, uh, yeah, that was, that was a pretty crazy experience for me. Um, I didn't think I would ever experience that either. Just, I think, being in LA and not really having to deal with too much of that um, as we grew up and as we're older. But, um yeah, I think uh, just seeing those videos within the last couple of weeks with the, with the elderly, yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. It sucks. It's terrible. Um, and like you said, Henry, like, yeah, why attack the elderly? Well, what it what what in anybody's right mind would think that is okay? Regardless of race, anyways, like right, like why would anyone attack somebody that? yeah they can't defend themselves like, yeah, it's, like, what, it's, like, what, yeah. it's like punching a baby dude like yeah. who yeah. who does that unless you're like psychotic and crazy yeah no exactly so I think um, I'm very proud to 
you know, have Jeremy Lin be that voice for us Asian Americans. I know there's some actors like Daniel Day Kim, um, mm-hmm. you know, other people that are coming to light and sharing and using their platforms to really make a stand for us Asian Americans, you know, um, even all the, all the leagues, the NBA, the NHL, MLB, NFL, you know, big, big companies are coming out and really helping, uh, you know, us Asian Americans, you kind of put a stand. I know, um, you know, we don't get the the big grunt of it compared to our African American brothers, but still, like Jeremy Lin said, like it, it is something we all deal with today still, and I think we need to shed a little bit more light on that because just because we're not in the spotlight doesn't mean it doesn't happen to us Asian Americans. So, um, just really proud to be to have someone like Jeremy Lin and really have his voice be be heard and. Uh, hopefully this is just the beginning for us as well and uh, yeah moving forward hopefully there will be change and we could um, all come together and really yeah shed light on, on this amongst our friends too and um, yeah going forward hopefully th- th- there will be change so um, yeah uh, I don't know if you guys have any final words in, in this topic but um, I felt like it was necessary for us to at least start off with this knowing yeah, right now there's still a lot that is going on in this world. Um, a lot of bad stuff too, unfortunately, but hoping that we can shed light on all these things and continue to be a positive light uh, for change moving forward. Yeah, no, I, I think you said it pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that um, the, the more Asian representation that we have out in the media, um, the, the the better things will get because you know um, it, it's hard it's hard when not that many of them um, play a major role um, mm-hmm. and also like in our government as well um, so I think in due time um, but at the same time I think that we as some uh, Asian American community um, do you do need to use our voices more um, because like you said growing up we were always taught to just kind of let things go and just keep your head in the sand, just keep working hard. Um, and eventually you'll become, you know, successful. Um, but you know, success is measured by different things. It's not always about money. Um, mm-hmm. sometimes it's about fighting for what's right and for, for fighting for, uh, your people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I just encourage everyone, you, you know, you don't have to go out there and, you know, try to police the world or anything but if you do see something uh that's happening uh definitely use your voice um be there for for your other asian americans uh that you Mm -hmm. see being bullied um yeah and just do what you can yeah um yeah i guess that final thing i'll just say is like uh you know i think a lot of the times maybe in the u.s specifically it's kind of like they try to whether it's companies or you know other places that try to say they're dealing with racism it's more it seems like it's more bandages like trying to fix minor things mm-hmm. um so yeah i think it's more about trying to use your platform in any way possible whether you know you're just a typical that goes to a nine-to-five job but it, <clears throat> even if it's not only for your asian americans but like brothers and sisters but even like you know all the other different races like if you do see like that form of like racism then yeah like the media is a strong platform man um like do what you can speak up even if it means like having to you know step in and like protect whoever is getting harassed like yeah i mean 
I think that is a calling that we should all at least strive to be versus us just trying to put our heads down and just pretend nothing's wrong with what's happening. Yeah, well, well said, Henry. Um, all right, fellas. Well, let's talk basketball, right? Let's get into our, our major topics here. But before we um, move on here, let's uh, get another cheers here and start us off here. Yeah, I think that one calls for a shot after, yeah, after yeah, that discussion. Yes, yes sir. You guys have soju as usual over there, fellas. Yes, sir. Yep. All right, I think if cheers, I, guys. Cheers. I think if I count this bottle, this might be my 12th bottle this weekend. <clears throat> Hold on. Let me let me grab another bottle. Got it. Oh man. Yeah, it's it was a it's been a rough week for all of our picks this past week. I guess I picked a lot of great games where it could go either <laughs> way. So, um, yeah, we kind of, I guess I kind of screwed ourselves there uh, yeah. for this week, hopefully. Uh, but, hey, how are we going to complain about drinking, right, fellas? True. Uh, this, this is our, our space to drink and talk ball. So uh, I'm sure our listeners won't be upset. And, and at the same time, we're not upset. But, um, yeah, with that said, um, let, let's dive, dive in, fellas. Um some some major storylines, big game reactions. I wanted to start off with the Miami Heat's fellas, right? Um, they yeah, had a slow back. start, um, dealing with injuries, dealing with COVID, a lot of those things, and it didn't look pretty for them at all. Um, they are on a five-game winning streak, currently seventh in the East. Um, along that five-game winning streak, some quality wins. Uh, they beat the Kings, Lakers, Thunder, Raptors, and Jazz. I want to start with you, Phil. What is their the biggest reason for their turnaround? Do you think? <laughs> I think it's really simple. It's health, man. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so easy. Uh, look, I mean, we we talked about this in that pod with Theo. It was called Playoff Makers and Fakers. If you guys haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to it. But most of us chose Miami even at that point. I think there were like eight and eight and sixteen or something like something terrible yeah, they were down in the i mean it was really there. bad i don't know i don't yeah. know what the record was but they were in like 12th place in the east but i think all three of us said that we expect miami to get back into the playoff race uh and look they're at seventh right now right <laughs> it's mm-hmm. crazy and that wasn't too long ago i think that was only like three weeks ago or like a month ago mm-hmm. um so yeah i think just health um and then even when those guys did start coming back you knew it would take some time for the chemistry to to rebuild um because like the first few games there it really didn't look good um i think Mm -hmm. jimmy wasn't none of them were in shape none of them were in rhythm yeah um so it 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 makes sense and and now that they've actually got time on the court to get their their health back their their win back um Mm -hmm. and, and and regain some of that chemistry um, I think that I think that's a major difference. Um, I think Jimmy Butler played great in that Utah game. Um, yeah. You know, he had thirty. Both that him game. and Bam have been. Yeah, and then Goran. Yeah, Goran. Ever since he came back, the past two games has played well. So, yeah, as they start to get guys back, I expect them to start playing much better. Henry, give me your thoughts on this. Yeah, um, I think yeah, to Phil's point, health is definitely has been. I think they're slow given. That's kind of the main contributor to their slow start for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's like what we discussed, right? Like what worked for them last year? 
Like, for some reason, to start the year, Kendrick Nunn was not in the starting unit. He was yeah. barely getting minutes. Yep. And finally, they realized, yeah, got to put this guy in the starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Tyler Hero. I think he's going to be a great basketball player. But, like I said, I think the success for that team is having Tyler Hero come off the bench. Because mm. he, he, it just opens up so much more possibilities for that offensive scheme to have him just come off the bench. Because he can create, he can shoot. And then just to pair him now with a Goran Dragic, like mm. that is a great combo. To you can even have those two finish off games, but I think just having that flexibility <laughs> to start none, I think was a great move. And then, yeah, Jimmy Butler's healthy. He's Jimmy's being Jimmy, but yeah. I think the biggest thing that I have noticed now is they've now it seems like Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy's always kind of run the offense like for the most part, but I think because of Bam's great start this season mm-hmm. and just having to fill that like number one role when everybody was out like mm-hmm. it's actually really genius now that they're also running plays through him um, I mean they, were, they were doing game. that they were doing that last year too I just think he's gotten even better uh, yeah way more year. way yeah. way more efficient um, I mean he's putting up monster numbers yeah um, I think that in-between game of him, uh, his, uh, last year we started to see it, uh, especially mm-hmm. in the regular season. He, yeah. he, you know, got banged up and he couldn't really show as much of it in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this year it's been even better. Um, and it's crazy because, uh, you know, he had such a short off season, right? Like yep. them and the Lakers, you yep. Yep. We always hear that they had such a short layoff. But to be able to kind of work on your game even during that short time and come back uh, yeah. even better, that, that shows a lot about his work ethic. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. why he got that max contract, right? Well-deserved, um, for sure. He is one of the, the stars um, for, for years to come um, in this league. And yeah, man, I think it's it's interesting still too because i i, I want to see avery bradley get in this rotation eventually right he's still been missing um so obviously he's one of the the better perimeter defenders in the league uh, but um yeah it'll be interesting to see when they get their actual full squad ready to roll uh what that will look like but um like you guys like you said phil and henry like when you guys had theo on the pod playoff makers or fakers yeah i i it was definitely strange to see how bad Miami was playing. Uh, obviously, they didn't have everybody, but at the same time, it is great to see that they are coming together. Um, yeah, obviously, win, winning five games in a row right now, um, having quality wins along the way. Jimmy Butler being Jimmy, bam, just also, he, he's been elevating. His game. Honestly, I, I would have to say, like, all the bigs this year are playing phenomenal, man. It's mm-hmm. it's crazy, man. Yeah. Uh, I think we found something here in this new group of big men, right? With Bam, uh, MB, Sabonis, Jokic, okay. AD. Like, it's, it's a hybrid now, right? It's not the traditional... Uh, big man of old days with Shaq, yeah, I mean, you know, those post-up players are really dominating. It's really, if you don't have that outside game anymore, it's tough. Tough for you to get a lot of minutes in this style of NBA today. So, uh, very, very interested to see um, how they, you know, finish off the second half of the season for Miami, but great to see them, uh, you know, co- come back from, from, from the dead a little bit there. Tim, do you do you agree yeah. with Henry that Tyler Harrow should be coming off the bench? I do. I think it's still 
it's not necessary for him to be a starter at this stage of his career. You know, still young, second in lean. Like, there's still a lot of time for him to learn, grow. Um, I think that back, yeah, the the bench role for him fits today. All right, I don't, I don't think there's any uh, rush that you need to make on his development either. I think continue to learn, um, sit back. That's why, like, he was so great, and I think. I think what it is as well is that since he played so great in the playoffs last year and towards the second half of the season, like there's a lot of expectations for him going second year, right? And yeah, and unfortunately it hasn't played out to, you know, obviously I'm sure in his mind he would have wanted a better start, better year, and it just hasn't come out that way. But I think there's a lot of pressure that he might have put on himself too, especially with those other players out and he, him included having to be in and out of the lineup trying to get his putting back in and you know his rhythm back in but yeah I think at, at this moment um, I do like him better in the in the bench role playoffs maybe we'll see we'll see what it looks like you know second half of the season if it does make sense to insert him back in the in the starting lineup but at this point I, I do like him coming off the bench I, I think it makes the most sense yeah I agree point. with you so. um, and and I'm gonna make a bold prediction <laughs> I think that Tyler Harrow should, um, I think his best role in the NBA going forward is going to be as a sixth man. Um, mm. I, I don't yeah. think that he's ever going to start for a, a really good team. Um, mm. Even even if he stays in Miami, I don't think the best role for him is going to be to start mm-hmm. later, even, even down the line. Just because of how dynamic he is um, off the bench. Um, you know, and and the the thing mm-hmm. that I kind of compare him to is like kind of like the Lou Will, the Lou Will role. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you yeah. can you can play make, you can yeah. um, you can shoot the ball, you can kind of do everything on offense. But defensively, he's going to be a liability because he's yeah. he's six three, six four ish in height. Mm-hmm. So he's not uh, he doesn't have the size to start and and guard other premier shooting guards in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also has short arms too. I think his arms are shorter than his his height. Um, yeah, so okay. it's either shorter than his height or just the same yeah. as his, as his height. So he, yeah. he doesn't have a a plus wingspan at all. So mm-hmm. that those those two things combined, uh, yeah, he's young right now and he has the energy um, and effort, but mm-hmm. he he's not stopping anyone, you know. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think me- I think that's gonna be his his best role going forward. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's a great point, Phil. Um, I which do, isn't bad. Yeah, which is honest. not a bad role. Yeah, no, I mean, that, if that's going to contribute to championship caliber yeah. basketball, then, I mean, that's the role that he should accept and accelerate at. Um, mm-hmm. But let me ask this. Um, uh, I know, like, I think the one biggest concern, I know, I know they've made a great effort to get back into the playoff race, but I, I feel like they're basically their Achilles heel right now from them kind of repeating to get back to the finals. <laughs> is I think that uncertainty at the four position. Um, I know Kelly Olenek has kind of been starting, but, I mean, he's so night and day. Um, They've lost Jay Crowder. So I guess, yeah, I just wanted to ask you guys, like, do you think, like, that is a big gaping hole, or do you think they can continue to go with, like, this small ball? It's it's definitely a big hole. To get them back to the finals. It's definitely a big hole, but... At the same time, I don't I don't see them as players in the trade market either. 
So mm. uh, I think the big thing, uh, so news just came out not too long ago before uh, we started our pod today about Oladipo turning down the tier uh, 45 million extension from the Rockets. As we know, he's had his uh, eyes set on Miami uh, before the season started too. So I think even in Miami's point, like he'll be a free agent um, and obviously they could sign him outright. I think they're going to wait on that move. I don't see them being really movers here in this trade market, to be honest, and they're going to roll with, um, unless there's some veteran that gets bought out and is interested in joining the squad, I I don't see them being major players here. I I don't know what your thoughts there, Phil, on that one. I I completely agree with you. Yeah, I think they're they're going, they they wanted to keep cap space this summer um, Mm -hmm. for Giannis. Giannis uh, re-signed on a a max contract deal with with the Bucks. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think their next guy is going to be Oladipo. And Mm -hmm. so, um, I I mean, I don't know what kind of contract they're going to give him. I hope they don't give him the max uh, because I don't think he's worth that. But I think he fits in uh, to that that culture and that organization. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that they're going to keep their their cap space open. So no trades. But, yeah, definitely, definitely a buyout type of team because mm-hmm. you if there's somebody that that um can fill in at that four spot for them uh that's better than kelly olenic or somebody that's a better shooter than iguodala because iguodala yeah he can play uh the four but he can also play the three next to somebody um mm-hmm. that can play the four so um yeah i i i would think that they'd be looking in the buyout market yeah henry for you i, I know we kind of mentioned the possible buyout candidates in our clubhouse episode on wednesday we have uh drummond blake griffin trevor reza dante exum jabari parker javal mcgee whiteside buggy reddick and Otto Porter jr you think any of those would who would you want out of those for for the miami heats in in, in the buyout market the one that would only i think make the most sense <laughs> is probably trevor reza i mm. mean as much as I would want the Lakers to try and get him. <laughs> um, but I think Trevor Reza would fit just because, I mean, I know he's he's aged, but mm-hmm. he can still knock down jumpers, threes. He's a pretty solid defender. Um, I don't envision him being a starter, but I think just having another veteran presence that has, you know, one rings, mm-hmm. I think is something that the Heat culture would kind of value. Um but yeah, everybody else, I don't think, yeah, to your guys' point, if they don't get like a Trevor Reza, then I think it makes the most sense to stay put. But I guess that's all I was going to ask. Like, I know the whole Depot news came out that he mm-hmm. turned down that um, with the Rockets. But like, do you foresee, like, as much as he fits that heat culture, is that a pro or a con to developing Tyler Harrow? Right? I mean, there's so many guards on that team. Like, well, you can't as, really... as, Phil, as Phil mentioned, six man role for Tyler Hero, right? So mm-hmm. I don't see that being uh, a hindrance on his development. To be mm-hmm. honest, I think the Miami Heat does the make mo- makes the most sense. Um, and especially if you're trying to contend for a title. And I think that makeup of that team, that culture with Eric Spolstra, like that would be a pretty, pretty great big three there in, in, in that team. So... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think that would be a hindrance any on any of the younger guys if mm. Oladipo does end up in Miami. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if if he can, if Tyler Harrow can come off the bench and really 
kind of lead that that second unit um i think that's i i think that's enough for him to kind of handle you know Mm -hmm. uh that's a lot of minutes there in a game and that's a big responsibility as well especially one that wants to contend for a title you're talking about you need a pretty damn good player to facilitate the offense for that team uh Mm -hmm. while your better players are out of the game so Yeah, so I, I think that type of guy um, is is very kind of um, comparable to Lou Will. Um, mm. If he can if he can upgrade his playmaking, man, because like Lou yeah. Will, he he did that starting later in his career. Like he was known as a scorer Correct. pretty score, much yeah. exclusively. Mm. But over yeah. the past few years, he's expanded his game to be able yep. to uh, pass the ball and make play for make plays for other guys. And if he can get mm. into that type of mode. Yeah. Uh, especially earlier scary. on in his career, scary. that'll be pretty damn scary for the Miami yeah. Heat. I, I could envision him, Phil, kind of playing that Jordan Clarkson role this year, right? Still young, just being that shooter. If you can consistently have that 16 to 18 points off the bench, dude, like, that that's that's scary. <laughs> that's yeah. going to be very scary. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I, think, I, I think if they can mold him into kind of a Manu Ginobili role as well, like, that would probably be... Like what I think he can excel at in terms of his career. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, um, let's go on to this next team. It's uh, Theodore's favorite team here, the Wizards, guys. <laughs> the Wizards have been pretty surprising here, uh, winning seven of their last eight games. They also have quality wins, and they're only two games outside of the eight seed right now. So currently, they I think they are number ten, and they would be in the play-in tournament if the season ended today they they beat the celtics the rockets the nuggets twice they beat the blazers lakers timberwolves henry i'm gonna start with you on this one yeah what 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 is this revelation we are seeing from (laughs) from this team did theo really foresee the future in calling that don't sleep on this team like what was going on here with the wizards man (laughs) I kind of feel like like they're they are definitely playing a little better in terms of I think understanding their roles. Mm. Um, I think in the beginning it, it was kind of like Westbrook and Beal just have to take over, and if they lose because they can't score enough points, then or facilitate the offense, then I think that was kind of that mindset. But I think now that you know, I think Rui Hachimura is playing I think better as of late. Um, and just, I think, inserting Mo Wagner, yes, he's a liability on defense, but, I mean, he's a pretty good stretch, you know, big man for them. Another um, ex-Laker. The <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then you have, you know, Mr. David Bertans. Uh, Bertans, yeah, he's been like he, he makes, he, he, all of his field goal are all threes, so, <laughs> I mean, if he's busting six a game, like, yeah, that's pretty efficient. But, um, but then a, a, a part of me is like, I just can't, like, I, yes, they're playing better, but a part of me is like, is this like just teams, quality teams, like kind of how Phil and I were just kind of falling asleep on them, right? And then you just come out playing very sluggish, mm-hmm. like you don't play up to par at yeah. that level, and then you just lose. Like, I feel like it's somewhat in that realm, because I'm like, look, Westbrook's still Westbrook. <laughs> like, Beal is still Beal. Yeah, yeah. Like, a, a part of me is just like, I just think teams that, like, quality teams that they beat, I think it's more so they're just like, it's the Wizards, like, yeah. If, like Yeah, no one's going to come yeah. up and uh, really it, show up for that game. Exactly. <laughs> so, a part of me thinks it's that. Like, I think mm-hmm. this team is still trash on paper. <laughs> but, yeah, um, 
But yeah, I mean, they haven't played better as of late, so gotta give credit where credit is due for that team. Phil, are they, are they gonna be sneaking in that, that eighth spot here in the East, or is it just, like Henry just said, are teams, are, are the quality better teams in this league really not showing up, which, you know, we do see that often, so. Yeah, no, I think I think that's definitely part of it. Um, but the other part is that they are playing better. Yeah, Westbrook is still Westbrook, but Westbrook is a, a different version of Westbrook than at the beginning of the season. Uh, he's definitely playing better. Um, still not super efficient, but he's he's trying harder. Um, and he's and he I think I think with the other players kind of knowing more of what their roles are. Um, he's able to actually play better um, mm-hmm. with them as well um, and distribute the ball to them at the spots that, that he expects them to be in. So, you know, I, I like Westbrook uh, and what he's doing with them in terms of leadership. Um, I still think that he's inefficient. He's not an elite player anymore. But, you know, he's still one of the better point guards in the league. Um, mm-hmm. And then you also have, I think, I was, I've been really impressed by Rui Hachimura. Mm-hmm. Um, he started off the season really slow in terms of his shooting. Uh, his shooting has gotten back a little bit. But besides that, I think his defense is the biggest thing. Um, mm-hmm. He's he really impressed me just by like I watched the Lakers game. He was taking on assignments on LeBron against the Clippers. He was taking on assignments against Kawhi. And honestly, like Kawhi had a good game against them, but like his defense was pretty damn good. Like it was solid. It was really solid. Um, and so just his switchability, I think, helps them a lot. Um, so yeah, I, I I think that they could possibly um, get into that eight spot, but. I think for sure into that playing spot. So I think I think yeah. that Theo was right in that one, uh, that <laughs> they could make it into the uh, the playing don't, spot. Don't don't give him credit. <laughs> no, I am <laughs> I am because I think I think I think they are gonna make it into the playing just because they even though like when you look at the team around them and you can say oh they're trash, you still have Bradley Bill, you still have Russell Westbrook, um, mm-hmm. and you have a, a better Rui Hachimura from last season. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, Bertans, yeah, Bertans, who's a great shooter. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I wouldn't but, count them out in the East, to, man. The East is terrible. Yeah, you need but to what? apologize to our uh, <laughs> Ant Eater alumni, Scotty Brooks. Come on now. Like, no. I, I want you to give no. him an apology here on our pod to let I him re- know you messed up. Please, I re- go I, re- I refuse. <laughs> what? what? Remind me what the playing tournament is. Is it up to the 10th seed? Tenth seed. Yes, so 7 to 10. Yes. So yes. you're serious. So you're saying, Phil, that that they're gonna surpass one of the teams like on that cusp, like yeah. the Pacers, Bulls, or Hornets, or the um, Hawks, even. Pace? Or, oh yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that they're gonna get into that ten spot. Oof. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that, but all right. Hey man, you know they. I what I hear here is uh, a bet is ready to be made on this. Is this what it's sounding like, Henry and Phil? Oh, Tim, you read my mind. <laughs> What's it gonna be, fellas? What is it gonna be here? Let's do uh, same as last one. How about a shotgun and two shots? Ooh, okay. If the Wizards make it into the playing tournament, yeah, to the playing tournament. Shock, okay. Two shotguns and two shots. A shotgun and two shots. One shotgun and two shots. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think I think the team that's gonna fall out is gonna be the Hornets actually, and then 
Um, the Hawks, man, the Hawks are a mess. So yeah, I, they, I don't know. I don't know what to do with them right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, hey, but you guys like my uh, Bulls pick, Danny yeah, Pat, baby? Well, Let's yeah. go. It's looking good with there with Zach Levine over there. Um, we'll but see. They, they, we'll dude, see it's so funny. The the, the fourth, the fourth through like eighth seed is is what separated by one game. four through nine seed yeah. separated by one game one yeah 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 i think yeah i think great great segue there on one of the topics i want to discuss guys there's only three teams that would be in the playoffs if they're in the western conference which is the 76ers the nets and the bucks um all these other obviously we all have known it's been maybe like over a decade maybe yeah maybe, maybe from the 90s that the west has always dominated over the east right um what i what i want to pose the question for you guys is that how much of the top teams let's let's just discuss 76ers nets and the bucks we we know they played some great teams from the west but how much do you value these wins from the east guys like do you how much do you put that into account when trying to Picture if one of these teams, well, I, I think the Nets really do have a good shot just because they're big three on the offensive side. But how realistically can you see an Eastern Conference team beating a Western Conference team for the finals this year? Phil, I'm going to start with you first. I would say the mm-hmm. Nets actually have a decent shot. Yeah. The Nets actually I think do. that's the one team. Um, right yeah, just their offense is so potent. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I could see them. I could see them over a seven-game series, possibly beating um, the the West team in the finals. Um, I can also see the Seventy Sixers doing it too. Mm. Um, I can I can see them doing it. I don't, I can't see the Bucks doing mm, it. Mm. Um, I know that they mm-hmm. beat the Clippers today, but yeah, um, yeah I, not I, in a seven-game series. Yeah, not in a seven-game series from what mm. I've seen of them so far this season. Um, yeah. Hopefully, like you know, the the thing that I keep hearing about Bud is uh, and the Bucks is that they're they're trying out a lot of new things this season, um, mm-hmm. and, and that's that may be a reason why they're not performing as well as last season in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's partially true. And if you guys have seen over the past, I don't know, maybe like two weeks or so, Giannis is playing a different role. Uh, you know how we've been harping on him that he needs to be a different type of player where he he's more akin to like AD than a LeBron. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It seems like he's been doing that the past like few weeks. Um, Five game winning streak, guys. Yeah, I, I, I like I like that change. And, mm-hmm. you know, honestly, like those are the things that I really slammed him and, and the Bucks coaching staff for. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if that changes to be more of and Chris Middleton is handling the ball ball more, which is yeah. what I want. Um, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, if those are the guys that are mainly um, handling the ball, and then, yes, you have some some Giannis there. But if you yeah. kind of, like, cut down on the Giannis, like, outside the end possessions, I like them. I, I like them. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that yeah. that's, that's more of what I'm looking for as maximizing their potential yeah. um, for that team. But let's be honest. Um, if Bucks can't get it done here, Bud, Bud needs to go. I, I yeah. think it's time. That yeah. he will have to go. Yeah, if they uh, don't make it to the finals, I think I think he's definitely gone. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I agree. What are your thoughts here, Henry, on on these three teams having a realistic shot at the top teams in the West, the best in the West, man? 
yeah, I think the Nets probably have the probably the best shot, but I guess let me ask this too while you while while you finish up here. It it's possible we might get the Nets as the number one offense and the worst defense, guys. It was very, very possible. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy to say there, but yeah, sorry, Henry, go ahead. Man. No, no, all good. Um <laughs> But even if you look at the Sixers, Nets, Bucks, in a seven-game series against even the top, hmm, maybe top four right now in the West, mm-hmm. in a seven-game series, there I don't foresee them being able to take any one of those teams out. Mm. Like, even the Nets. Yeah, even the Nets. I don't okay. think they can. Okay. Um, like I said, like yeah, right now it's the season. Like yeah, like yeah. heart, like the big three of the Nets can outscore you, but come playoffs, like yeah. you're gonna have to play defense. Um, yeah, we've seen like pieces of it. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe that virtual strip show thing that that one company offered, <laughs> <laughs> Katie, that that team might in, uh, might James might Harden, help man. might help uh, influence them to you know play some defense and get far, but. Yeah, in a seven-game series, it's a totally different beast. Like, yeah. you can't play this way and expect to defeat the Clippers, Lakers, yeah. Jazz, or even the Suns in a seven-game series. Yeah, lineup shorten as well. Yeah. And everything is a different ballgame play. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think with that said, guys, um, yeah, I think I'm in the, I'm a similar boat with, with Phil, and I think Nets is the one. I, I, I want to see more of the 76ers right now. I, I think they can... And I think eventually will, but I, I do want to see what they look like in the second half. But uh, yeah, the Bucks—it's it, just still too much of the experimental phase. Um, we'll see what what that team looks like uh, second half as well. But yeah, the Nets—that firepower that they have on the offensive end—yeah, um, it's it's gonna be scary. Um, obviously, defensive still is still a big big issue. Um, we'll see who they can add in the buyout market first and foremost. Uh, if they do get a drum in, yeah, uh, it will be interesting. But, um, yeah, I think... Uh, I, I guess let me let me ask that then. Let's yeah. say they do get Drummond. Do you think they are a very formidable opponent coming out of the East? I, I do. I, I, really, I really do, man. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, big game changer there um, on the defensive side, rebounding, block. Like, he, he yeah, um... I I honestly, like, yes, like, I've harped on the Nets because of their consistency on defense, but when they actually want to play defense uh, and they get up for these big games, they win a lot of these games against better teams. Um, So it's like, yeah, it's a regular season, and you could say that, oh, they're just unfocused, but, you know, I I obviously want to see them build better habits, but at the same time, like, I don't think we've seen this much offensive talent on one team like the the, the last one we might have seen was maybe like, like okc big like the big no, no 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 way longer than that probably like the showtime lakers mm-hmm. like honestly like i don't think you've seen this much ta- like offensive talent on one team That's even the true. warriors like this yeah. not you, they they didn't even have this much offensive talent it's just mm-hmm. crazy like yep, Harden, Harden and Harden and KD, you could argue are the two best offensive players in the league right, right now. now. Correct. And they have yep. both of them. And then you could yep. say Kyrie is Kyrie. a top <laughs> seven offensive yeah, player, top maybe ten, top, top five. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so it's it's insane how much offensive yeah. talent they actually have. 
I think that, that that's a great segue into the Mavs and the Nets game yesterday, right? Um, we do know Brooklyn didn't have KD and Kyrie. Um, the Mavs snapped eight, uh, the Nets' eight-game winning streak. Um, I don't really want to go too much in the details of the game just because they didn't have two of their stars. But another topic that was interesting um, that have, has been kind of coming out since last week is the Mavs were kind of gauging Porzingis' trade value. Um, Phil, I'm gonna start with you. Does it make sense to trade Porzingis? Do you want? Do you think they should keep him? Like, what are your thoughts here on Porzingis? I don't think you could trade him. Like, what are you gonna mm. get back for him? Like right now, I think his value is pretty low um, mm. across mm. the league. So, I, I think you just have to hold him until his value gets better. But then at that point, they probably want to keep him anyways. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think you're I think they're stuck with him. I don't I don't know who you're gonna get back that's gonna necessarily make you better, um, especially yeah. being that his value is, is isn't too high. Yeah, right now, definitely yeah. not. And Henry, yeah, how about you, man? Um, yeah, I agree. Like, I think the value. I think it's better to have him as much as he's not a great fit next to Luca, but to get like sense to the dollar if you were to try and trade him, like it's not gonna help that team get far mm-hmm. but I think I sent you guys that that uh, tweet from Tim McMahon I think a couple days ago and it was basically saying how for every player in the league that is averaging at least 20 plus minutes Marvin Bagley and Chris Stops is yeah. ranks at the bottom <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like for one and two worst in terms of defensive rating so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so that's why I'm like I you can't really like like the Kings are in the same situation. You're not going to get anything by trying to trade Marvin Bagley. Like yeah. I, th- I don't think he's Their great. Their value is so low. Yeah, now. like so. Yeah, I, I I think Phil. You also said I think I don't remember if it was a pod or just on us talking like through text in our group chat, but that how everyone kind of slammed um, Phil Jackson for making that trade. But I mean, it actually looks like it was a smart move in the long grand scheme of things. Yeah, and yeah. I mean we'll he we'll see. He can't stay healthy, man. Like, yeah, he can't stay, stay healthy. healthy. Um, I I I really want to see what happens to see if Dallas moves like if they're able to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they will, but let's let's just say Luca gets injured or something, and the Oof. Knicks have their next year's pick. Um, <laughs> it'll be very interesting how that turns yeah. out. Yep. Yeah. Hey, but uh, kudos to Jalen Brunson, dude. Hey, he's been yeah. Dude, I've I've loved Jalen Brunson ever since <laughs> I came in the league. That that guy. He's a gritty player. Just, I like him. Yeah, man. yeah. I, I do like him a lot. He's a great uh, fit next to Luca, and then yeah. finally they're putting Tim Hardaway in that six man shoot first role. So good move, but yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, fellas. Well, uh, great topics there. Before we move on to power rankings here, let's take our. <sighs> Shot, drinks, whatever you guys want to do, man. Up to you guys here. And for all of our listeners, hopefully you guys are enjoying um, the topic of conversation and enjoying some drinks as well. But cheers, fellas. Cheers. Cheers. All right, fellas. Power rankings time. Um, Definitely going to start with um, Henry first today. You want to go ahead and share... Uh, you knew your new rankings from from this week um, and share why you made some of the moves that you made here in the top 10. 
Yeah, uh, I think my new top 10 this week, um, I'm going with Jazz, Clippers, Nets, Lakers, Suns, 76ers, Bucks, Heat, Warriors, and then I'm rounding it out with the Raptors. Um, I think compared to last week, my one and two staying pat, um, Jazz Clippers, as it pains me to say, are probably the two best teams right now. Um, everything's just clicking in terms of the offensive and defensive end for both those teams. Um, and then, yeah, it pains me to say that I had to drop the Lakers one down. Um, I think not having AD uh, is a big, I think it's showing that, and especially with Schroeder, I think just coming back from injury now. Um, without AD, like LeBron can only take this team so far. Um, Got to give the Nets credit. Um, they're eight and two in the past 10 days. So got to bump them up. That's without KD too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's out so, until the Hallstar game, uh, as you guys know. Reports yeah. came out. So I, I had to bump him down um, at least one spot. And then, you know, I think Suns, I, I gotta, they're playing really great. Um, I think they're going to be a formidable team. Um, and then I kind of had to bump down the 76ers. Um, five and five, you know, I think is not that great. Um, they're eight and nine on the road thus far. So, um, I just I bumped them down from four to six, and then the Bucks are at seven. Uh, like I said, and then yeah, I bumped up the Heat's. Uh, I think I didn't have them there, but just given that you know they're healthy, um, they're starting to look like the Heat's of last year. Bumped them back into the eighth spot. Um, nine and ten were pretty hard. Uh, I was going back and forth yeah. with the Spurs. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I I took out the Celtics. They just look horrible. Yeah, um, they are not good right now. Yeah, they just look there. bad. They act together for sure. So I gotta take them down. Uh, I bumped in the Warriors up to the ninth spot. Um, yeah, I mean, Curry's playing as an MVP. Um, they're seven and three. So I gotta put him in there and give him respect. And then I bumped the Raptors down just one spot. Um, yeah. I, I, I wanted I I I was kind of going back and forth with the Warriors and them as well, um, depending on the placement of seating. But just given that I think they're fourth in the East, um, and they are six and four in the past ten games, so I Dude, they have put a five hundred record. <laughs> I know it was it was purely more so that like the oh the Spurs God. are the Spurs are fifth in the West and they're fourth in the East, so I just kind of had to. Just for that pure reason, I just had to slide them there. Well, I'll give you there. my arguments about why I don't have the Spurs, but um, I'll yeah. wait my turn there. <laughs> I'll wait my turn. Yeah, that rounds out my turn. All right, Phil, you want to go ahead and share your new top 10 for this week? Yeah, so basically I have Jazz Clippers up top. I still have the Lakers as third. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the... Nets, yes, they're playing better as of late, um, but their overall record is still lower than Lakers. Um, so if you're taking a snapshot at just like the past two weeks, yeah, of course, the Nets should be higher. Um, mm-hmm. But on the overall season, um, I think the Lakers are still higher. Uh, so as the Nets next, they've been playing, you know, good, like you said, Henry. Uh, so eight and two in their last 10. So I think they're deserving of moving over the 76ers. Um, the 76ers have, have kind of hit a rough patch here, so I had to move them down. Um, I kind of like your Suns over 76ers pick, Henry, because uh, the Suns are playing very well. Uh, but they did mm-hmm. just drop a game um, recently to a team that they should have beat. I forgot who it was. 
Um, so, I mean, yeah, overall, like, I still have 76ers um, at first, uh, or at, at fifth, and then the Suns had to bring the Bucks back. I didn't even have the Bucks in my top mm-hmm. 10 uh, the last time we did this. Um, but, you know, they've won five straight, so... The, the, they're back up here. I have the Warriors. They're 19 and 15 right now, guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Much better records than these East teams. Uh, after correct, the Bucks, correct. I have no East teams uh, at the 8, 9, or 10 spot. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, have the, I have the Spurs still. Um, they still are above a 500 team. Yes, they've been hit by COVID. Um, so they, they've missed some games, but at the same time, um, they're, they're a few games over 500 still. So mm-hmm. I still have to give them credit. Um, and then the Nuggets. Uh, I still I think the Nuggets are probably better than the Warriors and the Spurs, but their record doesn't show it currently. Um, but, you know, they're still over 500 right now. They're two games above 500. So I have them at uh, 10. By the way, I felt uh, the Suns dropped the game against the Hornets. Yes, that's the one. There you go. All right. Um... So my top 10 for this week, um, I have the Jazz, Clippers, Lakers, Nets, 76ers, Suns, uh, the Bucks, Raptors, Nuggets, and Heats. Um, like Henry said, my kind of like 8 through 10 kind of was up in the air. I think a lot of teams definitely do deserve. Um, so I did have the Spurs in my top 10 last week. Reason why I do not have them this week is that Looking back at their, I guess would say the last eight to ten games. Obviously, they got hit by COVID, so they it's not their fault that they miss games, but they don't really have quality wins, right? It's really teams that are hovering in the five hundred under five hundred range. So I felt like with the the teams like the Bucks and the Heat and the Raptors playing better as of late. I felt mm-hmm. like, for me, I had to kind of take... the outside looking in, don't get me wrong, out of the top 10. But uh, unfortunately for me, I had to take the Spurs out um, of my top 10. So my 8 through 10 is a little different. The Raptors, uh, they've been having some quality wins coming back from the grave themselves as well. I did not have them in my rankings last week. Um, yeah, they are... I think they're, they're 500 right now at 17 and 17. But definitely quality wins themselves as well. Um, I know they got hit with the COVID bug. So we'll see if they will be in my rankings next week. Just because I don't know how many games they'll be playing this week. Leading up to the All-Star break. But um, as of now, I have them at number 8. The Nuggets. um, I kind of went back with the Nuggets and the Warriors with this one too. But when I look at the Warriors' uh, schedule too, they're... Don't get me wrong, their record at 19 and 15, number 7th in the West. Um, their wins is, yeah, don't really have too much quality wins as well. Um, I know they're getting back in the groove of things, um, definitely playing better, but definitely want to see what it looks like when they play against the best of the best, and they haven't come out on top of those games um, as of late. And then Miami, um, you know, they're, they're on a five-game winning streak. They are one game under 500, but I... Those quality wins, man. I think it really matters. Uh, they mm. beat great teams along the way in this five-game win streak, um, and I, I do believe they are hitting their stride now, and they're gonna get better. So, um, I had to sneak them in, in my number ten spot there for rounding out my top ten there for the week. So, um, yeah, be interesting to see. Um, as we know, Thursday is the last 
uh, set of games for this week because we do enter the all-star break can't believe um, it's so already we'll the all-star break man yeah guys halfway wow. there dude halfway wow. there fellas uh, interesting to yeah we made it this far um let's hope that these uh games don't get you know postponed further along and yeah it'll be interesting to see how the nba uh figures out you know if they're gonna make up those games or if it's more gonna be based on winning percentage when it comes to seedings and and whatnot but uh yeah it's gonna be interesting because i think they they chose the 72 games to hit the um their local tv contracts right mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. they need to hit a a minimum 72 games Mm -hmm. and it's funny when they released the the second half of the schedule they they actually scheduled these games that these teams had missed right so like for uh-huh. like the grizzlies and and wizards and stuff they're playing like five or six more games than than some mm-hmm. of these other teams so it, it's it's interesting and now like teams are, are are there are more games that have been postponed so yep I, I don't know how they're going <laughs> to yeah. make that up yeah. at the end we'll of the see. day. We'll see. I don't know either. Sure. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I am... I'm only going to watch the All-Star game because of our pod. I will not be watching it out of pure <laughs> entertainment. I, I think this season's is going to be pretty bad, to be honest. I, yeah, I feel like the players honest, yeah. don't want to play. Correct. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be that good of a game. Correct. All right, fellas. Well, let's go into our shoot your shot segment. We, all three of us, had a pretty bad record uh, this week. I think first time that all of us fell 500, under 500 here for the week. Um, I want to start with our main loser uh, of the week, which we got here in Henry O. He went a whopping one and seven. <laughs> that has dropped him to 26 and 24 overall. Oh man. Phil went three and five, um, having his record 24 and 26. Henry, he, he's, he's, he's coming after you there. I know. Two games behind now. And I also went three and five with the total record of 29 and 21. Have a nice little three game cushion over Henry here in first place. But, um,. Yeah, Henry. Um, we'll, we'll start with you. Um, the only game you got right, since I think that I could only just have to say that, you picked Golden State over Indiana. Congratulations. <laughs> Let's give it a round of applause there. But uh, every other game, unfortunately, Henry, you picked wrong, along with our two teaser games, which all of us actually got wrong, which, yeah, uh, yeah was a, l- a little disappointing. But I think like we said last week, these are all games that really can go e- either way. So I, I thought it was a great week for us to just get punished, right? We gotta get oh, we gotta get killed for God. one of these, these weeks. Even, um, I, Henry, I you, you owe our listeners four and a half shots, young man. So oh. please, uh, whenever you're ready, go for it, my friend. Can I just save these for the next no, one? No, 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 no. We don't <laughs> save these ones, my friend. We did not save oh, these ones. So please God. go ahead and drink your four this, and this a half. Is, this is the last time I'm channeling my inner JR gambling, <laughs> like, like, mode zen. Uh, and as Henry drinks his shots here, um, Phil and I, we got three out of five. We owe you guys three and a half shots. We also got the two teaser games wrong. Um, and the teaser games were Dallas, Brooklyn. We all chose Brooklyn. And the Clippers and Milwaukee, we all chose the Clippers for today. So um, we owe our listeners three and a half shots, Phil. Uh, whenever you're ready, go for I'm it. I'm ready. Um, 
while you do that, I'm gonna start pouring my three and a half as well. So go for it, my friend. Oh my god. One. And I'll I'm, drink along with you too. Here's my one. Two. Dude, I'm I'm getting flashbacks of the past two nights. This is not good. Two. Ugh. Oof. Three. And a half. I'm just gonna do my three and a half all in one. Oh. One and a half together here. Oof. And wow. then that means I have to get a new bottle now. Well, you really need us some soju. Uh. Oof. Oof. That hey. was rough. Nothing like going out of the weekend uh, a little buzzed. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, nothing wrong with drinking. Hopefully uh, you guys, have, uh, as our listeners, uh, drink along with us. Maybe uh, being on the Henry bandwagon there. Unfortunately, I'm sure you guys uh, must have lost if you guys went that direction. Um, so Henry, I'll let you go and start off our new shoot your shot for this week. Uh-huh. Tell our listeners who you got. Um, our set of games for this week is Cleveland versus Houston, Charlotte versus Portland, Clippers versus Boston, uh, Phoenix versus Lakers, Utah versus Philly, OKC, OKC versus San Antonio, and our two teaser games are Denver, Milwaukee, and Miami and the Pelicans. Go for it, my friend. All right. Uh, see if I can do better this time. Got to do better. I'm actually changing <laughs> mine. Hold on. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. I'm going Cleveland, Portland, Clippers, Lakers, Utah, OKC, Denver, and Miami. Mm. Um, I, to, to be honest, I was actually going to choose Phoenix over Lakers, but I realized we have to stay loyal to our team. So There you go, man. Why, I don't even know if that's even... <laughs> why would you even do it? See, that, that just tells me you're a loyal Lakers fan. How can you even... How is that even an afterthought? Like, is it easy? Like, when I see Portland and um, Lakers, those are the two... And I, no matter who they're versing, I'm going to be putting hey, it. It I, doesn't I'm matter. A, hey, I, I'm, a, I'm a realist Lakers fan, all right? A realist Lakers <laughs> fan. I, I ain't some... Uh, hey, get out of here. <laughs> I, I, ain't, I ain't some fairy tale Clippers fan, you know? Dang. Who's that? Who's that? Firing <laughs> shots here. Firing I know shots you ain't talking about me, son. <laughs> uh, anyways, okay, Phil... Uh, Go ahead and give us your picks for the week, my friend. Yeah, so I got Cleveland, Portland. Yeah, so I, I just just so everyone knows, I did have Houston in here um, over Cleveland, but just thinking about it, man, that Houston's team is terrible, uh, <laughs> especially especially like right now without Christian, Christian Wood, Wood and, and, and them yep. wanting to go small. Yeah, um, yeah it's pretty bad. Um, so okay, Cleveland, Portland. Clippers, I have Phoenix. Uh, you guys both have Lakers here, so hopefully I'll win that one. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have Utah. Um, I have San Antonio over Oklahoma City. I know OKC beat San Antonio the other day, and, and mm-hmm. San Antonio still has guys out with COVID, but honestly, like even with that team, they should still beat OKC. Um, hopefully... Dort doesn't make a game-winning three again. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. The LeBron uh, James stopper. <laughs> um, 
and then I have Denver over Milwaukee. Uh, this one was yeah. very, you know, yeah, like it's a teaser game, right? So these yeah. are, these go yeah. like kind of either way. I was kind of going back and forth, uh, but at the end of the day, I just chose Denver um, because I think that at the end of the game, um, they kind of choose to go without Brook Lopez. Um, and so I think it'll give, if it's a close game down the stretch, I think, I think Jokic will have the edge there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Miami, we all have Miami, so it mm-hmm. is what it is. Yeah, playing better late. All right, well, I got Cleveland, Portland, Clippers, Lakers, Utah, San Antonio. Uh, I'm the lone Milwaukee um, out of the, the three of us here. Um, and then we also got all Miami here. Man, looking at my picks now, I'm like, man, like I can't have it uh, be aligned with Henry and Henry, you know, Henry, <laughs> Henry's, uh, you know, did poorly. I don't know if he, you know, he I might chose... want to change my Denver pick to Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, you know, now. He, he chose. Know. Uh, we have similar picks here. You know, the only difference is the Oklahoma San Antonio and Milwaukee Denver. So I, I hope that uh, you're either you know, gonna that. do well, Tim, or we're gonna go sailing and crash. No, stop copying me, please. Stop <laughs> copying me. Why are you copying me here for this week? Hey, you are so, screwing so me over, man. At some point, at some point, we need to talk about. Um, MPJ and Denver because mm, mm. he's he's been very very disappointing. Yeah, um, yeah coming back I, from COVID. Yeah, I think that's part of the mm-hmm. reason why they're struggling so much because mm-hmm. Jeremy Grant they lost him, uh, they lost Mason yep. Plumley, and they're trying to find replacements. And and, and Jeff, uh, I mean, uh, Jamichael Green has been in and out of the lineup due to injury, um, mm-hmm. so that kind of gives them less depth at that center and power forward position, and then. MPJ, man, the dude, outside of just, like, spot-up shooting, I, I don't know what he really does. And he, he kind of rebounds the ball, but not not great. Like, he rebounds yeah. it. Defense de- is pretty de- bad, too. Like, decently, and then his defense yeah. is fucking terrible. Yeah, I think even offensively, I don't know, like, what he's doing. Like, he doesn't know where to be on offense most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, I yeah, I, that, that's a discussion for another day. But I, yeah. regardless of that, I still chose Denver just mm-hmm. because of Jokic and Murray. There you go. All right, fellas. Well, let's hope. How about, how about we put a... We double down here, guys, on this. Since we all went under 500 this week, if we go under... Any of us go under 500 again, you have to take an additional two shots. Oh Is that fair? Oh, my God. Is that fair? Bruh. All right, how about... I mean, and I'll give everybody a chance to change their picks if they need be here. How about... How about... How about... How yeah. about um, we just do, if you get over 500 mm-hmm. this week, then you get to you pick give, somebody to take a shot. Give away two shots. Yeah. No, okay. one shot. Okay, one shot. I like that. Okay. <laughs> no, because I already know who's going to. <laughs> Screw you guys. I don't, I don't consent. I don't consent. Okay, then give me your rebuttal here, Henry, please. What are your thoughts here? I don't consent. How about we'll make this more interesting? It, you picked games up to what? 3-2? Or 3-4? Three, 3-4. Four? Four. Well, this is through the week because we are back on Sunday. Okay, how about... Well, well yeah, how about Sunday's this? Sunday's actually the all-star game, fellas. Let's, let's do so, this. Let's do something do a bit yeah. more interesting so we can also kind of uh, attach this to Clubhouse. How about whoever has the better record before Wednesday's Clubhouse chat mm-hmm. can give two shots and we have to take it 
to start the clubhouse room. Okay, okay, so you're you're so we have how many games there? One, two, three, four. Most likely will be at least four games, possibly five. It's gonna be four games most likely. Yeah. So what if we're all tied? Then Just we all nobody? then we all take the two shots together. No, I don't like that. Uh, yeah, that, one, that one just doesn't make any sense. I don't like yeah, that. I, I, uh, I either like if you're over 500, you can give away two shots to anybody you please, or we go with if you go under 500 again, you have to take a penalty of two shots. So I'll, I'll let Henry be the decisive vote here because Phil had his, you know, and then what this I will was mine. agree to is is either the one the per. Anybody over 500 gets to dole out a shot to somebody. Uh-huh. Or if you're under 500, then you take one shot, one additional shot. Okay. Which okay, one that's... you want to go? Henry, you, you get the decisive vote. We'll let you pick here on this one. Fine, you fuckers. If that's the way you want to play, <laughs> I would agree to the less shots because then the max, I'll take two. So you're going with... Under 500? Uh, under 500? Or, or anybody above 500 yeah. can dole can... out a shot. One shot. Let's, let's just do both. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Ooh. That, oh. Okay. Oh, that makes things interesting. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. We'll go both. Henry had, right. has, had the final say there, Phil. We <laughs> had to respect his decision. All right, fellas. For next week, when we're back here on Sunday, whoever has a record over 500 gets to give one additional shot to any of their choosing. And if you... Or under 500, you also have to take an additional shot. I like that one, Henry. Good job. Okay. I, I like nice. that one here. I'm a gambling right, man. We are coming to an end of this episode here. Um, any final words for our listeners here? Henry, I'll start with you. Uh, yeah. Um, I, 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 know if no one, I know if you guys are following us and listening to us, um, greatly appreciate it. But... Um, yeah, I think if you guys notice, we record these pods now every Sundays. Uh, every Wednesdays, we're on Clubhouse. Um, we fo- we post kind of the room name on Instagram. Um, but so yeah, if you guys want and you're free Wednesday and it's Hump Day and you you know are at home and you want to talk ball or even just drink, uh, yeah, join us. We're on Clubhouse um, every Wednesday night. Uh, yeah. It, we've, it, we've had great discussions I think the past couple of weeks um, we'll love to see new faces old faces um, yeah anything we can talk about anything like we're, we're I'm an open book yeah Clubhouse can, has been great for us yeah. I mean it's, bring your it's, questions anything yeah. you guys want anything to discuss want. with us yeah. we are I think those uh, discussions discuss. have been really really great um, just yep. because we have diversity of opinions there mm-hmm. aside from just like us three so it's been it's been yeah. really good um, but aside from that um, I would suggest you guys all go watch The Warrior um, I know I said this mm-hmm. in the past but it's really important yeah, that you're, we promote you're, like you're, Asian you're media. welcome yeah, you're welcome. No, I mean Henry Henry put it on us like first. Mm-hmm. Um, he did, he did. Yeah, Henry put it on us first, but it's it's a it's a really good series too. So mm-hmm. I just want to kind of reiterate like go go support like Asian um, actors and and actresses um, and, and just people in media that can help um, promote our platform um, yep. as you know uh, as Asians. 
But that's kind of crazy. Like, if you watch Warriors and that racism there, I know it's only geared towards, like, Chinese people and, like, um, um, freak, what are they from? Scotland? Yeah, the Irish. Freak Irish, yeah. But it's like, yeah, that's literally the same shit, you know, we get called, you know, chinks, Mm -hmm. slanty eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's like, it's very, like, it's, 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 it seems very fitting for exactly for the state of where things are now. But yeah, to Phil's point, like, yeah, we got to support our brothers and sisters. I mean, I wish I, I was a famous actor, which... I should be the next Kangwadong reincarnated, oh, but please, um, please let's not go there. You know, <laughs> stay in your lane, Henry. All right, all right, stay in your lane. Uh, hey, bro, that's Tim, why we. You, that's you why gotta we be have supportive. You gotta be supportive of my dream. Yeah, I, yeah, your dream, your 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 dream will be the podcast host as Tipsy Ball Media here. Congratulations, yeah, AKA Kangwadong two dude. Oh man, I think I think with that said for Phil too, like. Uh, for all of our Korean listeners, Minari has come out. I heard it's a great movie. Definitely try to support and watch that. I'll definitely have to watch that shortly here too. Heard it's great. Um, yeah, it's great. But also would like to prayers out to the Tiger Woods family. A pretty um, horrible accident that he had to deal with. Um, lucky enough, he is recovering. He's okay. So hoping that... Uh, uh, everything will be good for him. Um, he is the GOAT, one of the GOATs, I believe, in our generation and in our era. So hoping that he just has a speedy recovery and, you know, golf is an afterthought at this point. As long as he could make a recovery, be with his family and his kids, that is the most important. So, hey, um, But there was a thing that came out, though. They said because the, the Genesis, the V80, I think he was driving, because it was actually structurally sound, it actually saved them. his life. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Oh, so shout out to Genesis. Yeah. yeah. Korea. There we go. Here we go. I honestly thought it was going to be an aluminum can, but uh, yeah, I guess we're... <laughs> that's out. their first SUV. Yeah. Um, so uh, kudos, kudos to them. But uh, all right, fellas, another great episode. Um, for all the listeners, we are on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, we'll be posting our pods on pod, uh, Apple and Spotify. So please go ahead and listen there. But uh, We'll be on Clubhouse this Wednesday at 7.30, so feel free to join us there. Um, Until next time, guys. Um, Yeah, talk to you guys next week. Peace. All right, peace.